If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Thank you very much, sir. I'm Kawa. He is a senior lecturer at the University of Cape Coast Business School, sharing his uh, comprehensive analysis on the World Bank IMF Spring Meetings in Washington, D.C. And Trust Joy Business, we shall be bringing you up to the minute on every uh, latest uh, development in that part of the country for you. Let's move on to some other stories. And the Tema region of the Electricity Company of Ghana has embarked on a swap as part of measures to help account for power customers why are you seeing illegally aside other challenges? Now, out of the 99 customers visited at Sphinctex in Nungwa district of the region, the power distributor detected 48 illegal connections, which included meter bypass, meter tempering, among others, over a two-day period. Correspondent Kwame Yanka has more. All right, so we shall bring you that story um, in our subsequent bulletins. But that was it for the marketplace for today. I am Pius Kojo Baka. You can always get business stories when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Always a pleasure serving you. Have a lovely Easter celebration. Friday edition coming up. We'll hear from senior country manager of Pricewaterhouse Coopers his thoughts on the tax measures passed by Parliament and why he thinks it will be difficult for President Kufado to make changes. This is change. Amendments can be introduced mm. or different things can be done. Mm. Uh, but the specific question you asked me as to whether, having gone through the parliamentary procedure, some amendment can be made at this point in time, I don't think so. And as government moves to uh, mobilize more revenue, uh, we hear from a, an economist, Professor Charles Acker, who is asking for wasteful expenditure to be checked. The expenditures are not that high. Uh, it's rather, it's there, there's wastage. So what we should be calling for is, is a efficiency in government uh, expenditure and uh, plugging down on the, or closing down wastage and corruption. Also ahead, an extensive interview with Chief Executive of Maxwell Investments Group, uh, Maxwell Ampon, who is advocating more uh, investment in a grid as well as formalizing to make the sector more attractive. Agro-sector within Africa is very much untapped and it's heavily informal. So we had the idea that if we were to enter a largely informal sector with a formal approach, uh, that might give us 
number one, a little bit of difficulty, but number two is a huge opportunity should we be able to succeed. My name is Daryl Paul. Thanks for being with us. Details coming up. Story, senior country manager of accounting and auditing firm Pricewaterhouse Group, as Vish Eshawo, has said it will be difficult for President Kufando to make changes to the tax uh, measures passed by Parliament recently. The business community has petitioned the President to review uh, the tax measures and not to give his assent to it. But speaking on PM Express Business Edition, Mr. Eshawo said the President has few options now. I'm not a lawyer, yeah. <laughs> nor do I, uh, <laughs> nor, nor do I uh, claim to know about parliamentary or, or yeah. uh, procedure of that nature. But as far as I know, once the legislature has passed a bill into law, the only thing left is to receive presidential assent. Mm. Uh, I stand to be corrected, but I do not believe the president can choose to strike out clause 1, 2, and 5, for example, mm -hmm. and leave the rest. Mm. So... To the best of my knowledge, the best the president can do is decline to give assent. Mm. Uh, but, but he has 90 days, I understand, to uh, work with him. That if he doesn't do that, he used to write back to parliament so, and give his reasons. So, so that's the point, that parliament, in its wisdom, has passed these bills uh, into law. So if there's to be any amendment, has to go back through the process. Mm. But the president cannot just sit in his office and decide to strike out or to amend or, or whatever else. What does it make of the case for some of the interest groups that are still pushing for something to be done because yes. they think that these taxes are going to hurt them? No, I think it's fine. You know, um, um, associations, uh, concerned uh, businesses, concerned individuals always have the right and the ability to continue to make their case. And then as circumstances change, amendments can be introduced mm. or different things can be done. Mm. Uh, but the specific question you asked me as to whether having gone through the parliamentary procedure, some amendment can be made at this point in time. I don't think so. Well, as government moves to mobilize more revenue, uh, economist Professor Charles Aka is asking the government to also check wasteful expenditure. Some of the taxes that have been introduced will end up frustrating business and uh, end up frustrating government's own efforts at economic recovery and prolong a recession rather than overcoming them. And that's where the concern, the concern should be. Uh, so we are not against uh, tax revenue, but uh, I don't think, I know some people are calling for uh, cutting down on, on expenditure. And I, again, I totally disagree uh, because our expenditures are not that high. Uh, it's rather, it's there, there's wastage. So what we should be calling for is is a efficiency in government uh, expenditure and uh, plugging down on the, or closing down wastage and corruption. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't do that and you call for blanket cut down on government expenditure, uh, we know that they will not cut down the size of the government. Uh, they will not stop using their V8. Uh, so then eventually they are going to cut down on the expenditures that go to the poor. Uh, rather, we need to look at what expenditures are, uh, are useless or inefficient 
uh, where are the wastages and where do we cut. These times, actually, all over the world, require government to raise expenditure. This is a time government needs to spend more for social protection, spend more to incentivize businesses, to create job opportunities to employ the youth that are on the street that are unemployed. This is not time to cut down expenditure. This is time rather for government to raise more revenue. While the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana has been reacting to the tax measures passed by Parliament, it is asking government to rather scrap tax exemptions and uh, cut down on to raise more revenue. While the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana has been reacting to the tax measures passed by Parliament, it is asking government to rather scrap tax exemptions and uh, cut down on expenditure. Now, speaking on Joy Business Social, the executive chairman, John Aoni, said uh, government should rather look at widening the tax net. Aoni said uh, government should rather look at widening the tax net. Aoni said uh, government should rather look at widening the tax net and find in- ingenious ways of uh, deepening uh, taxations rather than uh, impose new taxes. Listen to what he said on Joy Business Social. The problem of this country is a problem of... Uh fiscal indiscipline. And so I will first of all uh, suggest to the cabinet of Ghana, the president, his excellency, to begin to apply fiscal discipline. If I say apply fiscal discipline, I would suggest that you cut your code according to your size. You cannot say the country is in crisis. You cannot say the economy is in crisis. You cannot say you want money or revenue to uh, to resuscitate the economy, and then you still do the old things as if nothing is really at stake. If a father says he has no money, and so henceforth they should stop, uh, they, instead of them uh, having food in the house three times a day, they must begin to have it two times a day or once a day. And then, then the next day or next week, the family finds out that the father has gone to buy a brand new vehicle. Would it be justified if the children and then the wife revolts against the father? Because if you don't have money to feed us three times a day, how can you go about buying new vehicles? So number one, let them stop buying the four by four. Let them cut down their expenditure. Number two, let them reduce the size of government. The presidential staffers, most of them hanging around. What is their use? Will the country die if they cut them off, if they reduce them? What will happen? They can reduce the number by 50%. Number three, reduce the size of ministers. Reduce the size of ministers. All those ones who come to service. Club down, bring down the authorities under their various respective ministers, the special initiative under their various respective ministries. These are all savings. Next point is that cut off all. And that was uh, John Awini, who is executive chairman of the Food and Beverages Association of Ghana. Away from taxes, the Ghana Association of Banks is calling on individuals and organizations to live within their means during these times of economic crisis. Now, uh, Chief Executive John Ewa discloses at the launch of the Financial Literacy Month campaign. In a world that is constantly evolving and changing, our financial strategies must also adapt and evolve. 
we need to rethink the way we approach personal financial planning to ensure we are not only prepared for the uncertainties and the unexpected, but also able to achieve our long-term goals and aspirations. During these challenging economic and financial periods, one of the most important things individuals could do is to prioritize spending and live within their means. And this has been touched on by the panel as well. Practical illustration of the foregoing assertion implies the creation of budget and sticking to its provisions or content, avoiding unnecessary expenditure and prioritizing essential expenses such as food, housing, education, transportation, and healthcare. Massive investment in financial literacy is needed to ensure individuals are equipped with the knowledge and skills necessary to, uh, to make informed financial decisions. Financial literacy could facilitate individuals' understanding of the inherent risks and benefits associated with different financial products, such as savings accounts, investments, insurance, and therefore make better decisions that would improve their financial well-being while taking advantage of the available financial tools and services including online financial management tools, mobile banking applications, investment platforms, among a host of others. To the CFLE Africa team, your dedication and commitment towards raising awareness about financial literacy and empowering individuals with the necessary skills and knowledge to make informed financial executive of the Ghana Association of Banks, uh, John Ewa, speaking there at the launch of the Financial Literacy Month. Joining me is Peter Kojia Sarinyako, who is executive director of the Center for Financial Literacy Education Africa, uh, to talk to us a bit more about this uh, campaign. So what is financial literacy and why does it matter? Can you hear me, Peter? Hello. Yes, so I was asking you what financial literacy is and why it matters. Great. Thank you very much for having me. So talking about financial literacy, financial literacy is a combination of knowledge, skills, attitude, and behavior on how best one can manage his or her personal finances. So once you're able to use knowledge, once you're able to use skill sets, attitude and ultimate behavior and it translates into managing your financial resources then we can say you are financially literate so it's a set of skills, a set of information and one's attitude and behavior to managing his or her personal finances and so there's a whole campaign uh, to improve financial awareness and uh, financial literacy, tell us about it great so in 2021, the Center for Financial Literacy Education Africa and our strategic partners, including the Chartered Institute of Bankers, Ghana Association of Bank, University of Ghana Business School, we launched the Improving Financial Awareness and Financial Literacy Movement in Ghana. And what this movement seeks to do is to create massive financial awareness. Mm. So we have two campaign months every year. So in April, we do financial literacy months. 
And in October, we do Estate and Gifts Planning Awareness Month. So during this campaign month, we do press conferences to encourage people to start talking about financial literacy. We do community engagement. So we go to rural areas, we go to marketplaces to engage people on how they should keep and get their financial house in order. We do school outreaches. So we go to various schools, high schools, tertiary schools to engage students. We do media campaigns. So we go to various TV stations, radio stations to talk about personal finance and educate Ghanaians to get and keep their financial house in order. Well, uh, we are in very difficult times. Uh, we are dealing with an economic crisis. And so uh, when it comes to financial literacy, it's very, very important. I think some of the things people have learned over time is the domestic debt action program. Hitherto wasn't a, a popular phrase, but now it is. And so I want you to touch briefly on essential principles to uh, personal financial management. Great. So talking about the essential principles, uh, what we want people to know or what we want people to do is to, first of all, know their actual financial position. So we want people to take an inventory of their assets and their liabilities, their personal assets, their financial assets, and then their financial obligations. They should, they should be aware of that. Mm. And then we want people to also track their income and their expenses. So where your money is coming from. And one thing we have realized over the years is for most people, their only source of income is themselves. And so once they are laid out of work or once COVID hit and organizations are cutting down on their employees, their income ceases. So we want to encourage people to create multiple streams of income. We also want people to know about employment benefits. Aside your monthly paycheck, there are other hidden paychecks that your employer provides. Do you know them? And are you taking advantage of them? Some employers provide transport allowance, food allowance, and a whole lot of benefits. Are you taking advantage of those benefits? We want people to also start setting financial goals and working towards them. Yeah. Very important. And then we, have, we want people to also start planning for their financial independence and retirement. There are times you are strong, you can go out and make money, but a time is coming where you not have that strength. And so we want you to start thinking about retirement. We know life expectancy rate in Ghana is around 64, 65. So the probability that you will live long after retirement is high because my grandmother was 120 years old. And so if she retired at age 65, he lived almost 50 years before he, 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 he transitioned from this world. So we want people to start thinking about retirement and how they okay. can put the right structures in place. And so this is a nationwide campaign. Uh, so what are the activities that we're going to be seeing the whole month of April? So we launched the movement, we launched the campaign month on the 31st of March. And we have a lot of school activities. So on the 12th, we have Covidia Technical University. On the 14th, we are going to Central University. We are going to University of Education, Uniba. We are going to Sunyane, Takrade, and a whole lot of tertiary institutions. We have the FE Association also touching some schools in Accra, some high schools and junior high schools. We are also doing market outreaches. We are going to Koforidia Market Center. We are going to Sunyane Market Center. 
So there are a lot of activities in place that we want to touch every single Ghanaian. And how are you involving organizations uh, to be a part of this campaign to improve financial literacy? Great. So we, we have a lot of strategic partners that we bring on board. And we also encourage them to share these essential principles with their network. So their customers, their clients, their staff, we want them to share this information. So we are working with the Chartered Institute of Bankers, Ghana Association of Banks, Prudential Life Insurance, Aziz Pension, and a whole lot of organizations that are, that are coming on board to help provide this essential information to Ghanaians. All right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Peter Kojas uh, Asarinyako, Executive Director uh, of the Center for Financial Literacy Education Africa, speaking to us about uh, the National Financial Literacy Campaign um, as is being dubbed for this month of April. Now, let's turn to other news. Uh, Ghana's agri-sector is dominated by informal activities, and now is the time to formalize and make it grow uh, to a point where uh, it affects every aspect of the economy. Now, Chief Executive of Maxwell Investments Group, Maxwell Ampong, has been speaking with my colleague, Eben Sabote, in this extensive interview where he talks about the need for investments and partnerships in the agri sector. Take a listen. I always say in calamity is opportunity. Uh, the agro sector within Africa is very much untapped and it's heavily informal. So we had the idea that if we were to enter a largely informal... Sometimes you take a little bite and life goes ahead and gives you a whole pickle slice. Thank you, life. And sometimes you spend $5 or more and the McDonald's app gives you 20% off the whole order. That means you can get a McCrispy and a quarter pounder with cheese and a new lemonade and still save. Thank you, McDonald's app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Formal sector with a formal approach. Uh, that might and still save. Thank you, McDonald's app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Formal sector with a formal approach uh, that might give us number one a little bit of difficulty but number two is a huge opportunity should we be able to succeed and we started off by starting with a strategy that we didn't even know was a strategy we're just nice by starting with a strategy that we didn't even know was a strategy we're just nice we're just nice buying at fair market price and smiling and after that we got wind from um, the biggest agricultural trade union in Ghana, which is uh, the General Cultural Union of Ghana, the ESGAW. So in, that, in that space was that opportunity to grow, opportunity to innovate, opportunity to, to contribute. And we decided to make our home within the agricultural sector, and that is why we, we actually did that. Having been doing that for some time now, is it an area that you recommend for the youth? Definitely. The agricultural supply chain is not just about, well, farming used to be something that one would think you have to go to the farm and, you know, um, um, and, and there's, there's, there's honor in doing that. But the value chain, I, Patrick Chow told me, Patrick Osocha recently told me, the value chain is so vast that if you're not farming, 
or you're not even selling their agricultural commodities. There's warehousing, there's aggregating, there's packaging, there is there is there's the the, the 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 trucking and logistics side of it. There is so much to do along the agricultural commodities or the agricultural supply chain that young people can always find a space in there to make a living. You, you need not get into the actual planting and sowing and watering and and, and you know harvesting and all of that. Where, where you sit, how do you see the sector? I mean the agri sector. Uh, moving forward or in the future, how do you see the country's agri-sector? I, I think years ago, the, and I need, to, I need to commend the government on at least the mentioning of initiatives alone is, or the thinking of it alone is worth commending. I think we started talking about processing, processing, processing. A typical example is, um, I think, so you've been right now would, would retail for, the typical so you've been retail for about maybe $800, $900. The moment you process it, it goes to about thousand eight hundred. So that's like a thousand dollars lost within that value chain. So I believe that moving forward, uh, opportunity for Africa, for Ghana, for the subsector, for for even the the, the sector is is local processing. But um, the problem with that is that machines are expensive in Africa. Labor is much more affordable. Whereas I think getting machines overseas is much more affordable, and uh, labor is rather the relatively a little bit more expensive so getting a machine here to process and to it is not as easy as it sounds and which is why i um as much as we are advocates of doing that anybody that wants to do that it's uh, uh we would encourage them to do it it's just baby steps until we actually get there so how, how do we solve these challenges like you mentioned uh labor and stuff i know you are doing a lot to you know better the sector but how do we solve some of these challenges? What has been the difficult, the most difficult in this journey for you? And how do we, ch- ch- I mean, solve this challenge? For us, the most for Maxwell, and I'm speaking for us. I'm speaking for us alone. Okay. For for Maxwell Investment Group, for us, our most difficult challenge has been to translate what we are doing in the field to our formal sector partners. Agriculture is for is is largely informal. So how do you describe in investment, uh, in, in, in formal terms, the, what the farmer is actually doing? And that is what we've been cracking our heads on, on how to really contribute to that. Because even recently, I think one of, um, 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 one of the biggest financial institutions in Canada, who, who, who is our friend, our friend and, and I, I think I would even mention them, GCB Bank. GCB, you know, is the biggest bank by way of assets. Executive Director Sam Edu has been so helpful. He welcomed us into his office. We spoke about their cultural supply chain and everything. And he, he was in agreement that there's a largely informal side of things. That makes it difficult for the for, for, for formal sector to get in. But there's also a formal part of things which is after the goods are actually kind of like standardized. So Maxwell Investment Group, our job that we took upon ourselves, you mentioned why we entered the, the sector. Now, this is the clear answer. We standardize non-standardized commodities, making them internationally recognizable. Then it becomes like a product that uh, the white man, that the local company, that uh, any, any institution, whether, whether local or, or foreign, can understand a value on it and then that value we dissipate it along the supply chain that way i'm not looking to buy cheap products or less quality products for small money cheating the farmer minus i'm ready market that buys good products sell for more pay more everybody wins and then we all just you know go about our lives so we standardize non-standardized agricultural commodities products
So how has the market been for you? I mean, you did mention that you are a ready market and all that, but you also sell it to others. How has that market been for you? This, uh, frankly, we, we are very, very um, humbled by the, by the reception of, um, of, of the sector, basically. Uh, recently, we did the MIG Business Forum, where we did it in, in conjunction with the Zongo and NST, um, NST Developer Secretariat. I don't know Honorable Bernard Levander from Adam, but when we called on him and said, we work in the Zongo communities, we are buying soya bean and share nuts by the numbers in the north, we want to talk to the leaders and say, we want to work with you to add value, to contribute to something extra than just buy and sell, let's go away. Uh, he didn't shake his head. Our forum was attended by him, by um, Na, uh, uh, Dr. Al Hassan, and Danny even came. The Paramount Chief of Nasiguru Ambassador also came. Um, the, the Muslim Council of Chiefs came. They all came. And we also have the support of, of, of media giants, sorry, of um, agro, agro giants in Ghana that have invested. You know, Roma is huge, right? Roma is a strong partner of ours who have who have contributed to the land, and that is what we like about Walmart. You know, they, they are people, they are not, I'm buying and I'm going, bye-bye, I'm taking my money away. You know, they, they actually contribute. They hire a lot of people and contribute to tens and probably tens of thousands of livelihoods in Ghana right now. And these are the partners that have welcomed the MIG concept, which is impact products and impact services, where we don't just do products and services. We want to have an impact in the community that we are, where we are in because we realized also early on that community is a big part of the, of the business model. Without community, uh, you are basically just buying and selling. You know. So away from the agri sector, let's move on to one other innovation that you are bringing on board, the USSD. Would you tell us briefly about it and how, why you are in, I mean, introducing such a thing into your business? I, I, I mentored one guy at the General School of Entrepreneurship who is now like a, a genius, a USSG, not a USSG, sorry, a Web3 blockchain genius, right, Max Bunda. He has his company, Mineral Labs. Um, they are experts in traceability. So that's where the idea came from. With traceability comes trust, comes confidence in whatever process that is happening. So imagine if the process, the business I had with, um, sorry, the meeting I had with Mr. Samedi from the executive director of GCB Bank. If I told him that, okay, the agro commodities that is coming can be traced or can be, you, 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 you would be able to know where it is at every point in time until it gets to the warehouse where it's finally standardized, maybe rebagged and standardized by SGS or Intertech. Uh, these are standardization organizations that take our products. Check, check the quality for matter, the, 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 the protein level, everything, and, say, and gives us a report to say this is the quality of your product. At that point in time, it's a standardized product. Imagine if before that point in time, there was some kind of accountability and traceability for the product until then. The former sector would then trust more to get, or to get into that sector more because I don't, I, I, I don't see insurance, insurance entities giving insurance to farmers. I don't see, no, no, it barely happens because they don't know, they, they, and it, it's, it's not their fault. There's risk involved in these things that we are trying to alleviate, but we do not want to complain, complain, complain. And that was uh, an interview with Chief Executive of uh, Maxwell Investments Group, uh, Maxwell Ampong, and in the marketplace this Good Friday. Uh, money is on our website, myjoinline.com forward slash business. Our top story is that Ghana yet to make progress with G20 Common Framework Debt Treatment. Uh, that's according to the World Bank. 
and charges undisclosed to borrowers in loan agreements null and void according to the Bank of Ghana. So those are the stories you can check out this holiday on myjawline.com for slash business. Stay tuned. We will be back with some good programming at 5 p.m. on Business Live. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of a new kitchen package of state-of-the-art appliances with innovations to make everything from meal prep to cleanup easier. Making this the sound of savings on top brand appliances. Bring on spring with savings on select kitchen appliances in-store and online at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. When call Brazil, my no emona, Brantia Baco, Ukutia Kumaka Twaby, or Bora Biayam Quadato to Fifin or Deke, Nibi and Quadanis Yadi, but to me, the Kumano Kuchan Quadani Bima, Menoka Sedi, and Quadano Chesser, Makoma Kubay and Nai and Adamsu Efrim Wire Hosempa. A Brantia Bia Ukra, a Kuma, a Kotwash, a Deke, a Fubiso, or Southern Brazil, a Kum, a Mofra and Nai, Yenti, Brazil, Mampeni, Louise, Inacio Lula da Silva, Edia to just say we, a Yawudisamua, Ohun Beta, which you must have shared the name the Kodia Potia, a car Brantia Noa, Okokura Babia, a Mofre, a Kosquin, and so a Mofra Naya will come one way. But if you best say a free Nai Edico and so, a Fofraso and a Preprayer, or the Womo Akoto Santo Antonio Hospital. Sabe ho semwe so Brazil no so na media na pam to break asia be de subo no me di ni nyina ACE da busia me kai wo se wudru kuma asia Adams fashionary wo no ene pamataria ehyemi wo hyemi a eya fremi anache wa ba adrese wa na ye kokwa eh na ya wa de bi mu hyen etu ye mu fra se linda do no ma bo mu akakra kakra na wo de afro pepo no ya ya kan so kina fiada eh no so pepepe na se ye dru kwa hwanti be bia wo my gana bia no but who more so be she? I do TV, I do my FMQ, no, I will call you call now. You need a grown and you feel, oh, she, I don't want free, oh, no, I'm being a new child, so if you die, if you feel, fire for fire, it's what's over, no, Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. 